Okay, welcome to uh, Safer Yona. We're going to spend some time during the next sessions going through the actual Safer and trying to see what lessons, in fact, the Torah wants us to learn, what Chazal wants us to learn from it, and try to put things into perspective. But before we actually do that, what I'd like to do is begin just with a simple overview of the story. Basically, Hashem appears to Yonah and tells him to go to Nineveh. Yonah runs away. We're not told why, <coughs> we don't understand. But here is Novi Hashem who clearly is running from the job. Um, he gets on a boat, and then that boat gets caught in a storm. The men throw him overboard. He's swallowed by a fish. He davens. That fish then spits him out, and he goes to Ninveh, and they all do tshuva. Then again, suddenly, Yonah is troubled by this. The people of Ninveh have done tshuva, and, and Yonah is very bothered by this. Hashem arranges for a kikoyan, some type of uh, shade-giving plant to grow. That shade-giving plant protects Yonah from the, from the sun. In the morning, a tolas, a worm comes, cuts down the source of nourishment for that kikoyan. The kikoyan then wilts. And again, Yonah is very upset, very saddened. He says, it's better that I die. Says Hashem to Yoni, just like you had mercy on a kikayan that you didn't even work for, this shade-giving plant you didn't even work for, and you had mercy on it, shouldn't I have mercy on Ninveh? And there ends the story. Forty-eight psukim, very abbreviated, and very difficult to understand, A, what the message is, and even more significantly, why this was included in the Nevi'im. Keep in mind that when a Novi is given a Nevuah, not every Nevuah was written down. Chazal tell us that there were Kiflayim, double the amount of the people who came out of Yitzhiya Svetrayim were Nevi'im. Meaning during the course of a few hundred years, during which the Klayasrael had Nevuah, maybe even a thousand years or longer, there were many, many Nevi'im. It's difficult to know whether Chazal mean it literally, but the number they use is twice 600,000, meaning 1.2 million Nevi'im during that course of a thousand or so years were prophesied, received Nevuah from Hashem. Now again, whether it's literal or not literal, the point that Chazal are trying to convey to us is that, that there were many, many Nevi'im. Receiving a prophecy from Hashem was not that rare. Yet there are very, very few Nevuahs that actually were written down. The Gemara Megillah explains to us why. The only Nevuah that got written down and put into Nach were Nevuahs that were necessary for us to learn for for generations. So clearly, when the Torah wrote down, when the Nevi'im were written down, there is a specific message, there are specific lessons for us to learn from this story. These 48 psukim apparently have a tremendous something to teach us. And again, when you look at it ostensibly, when you look at the surface level of it, it seems to be, if anything, a difficult-to-understand story. But before, again, we even dig in, let's focus on another point that's very interesting about this particular Sefer. Sefer Yonah is read on Yom Kippur. But it's not just read on Yom Kippur, it is the Maftir for the Kriya Satora by Mincha. Now that's a time when already the fast is taking its effect, the body is weakened, the nefesh is sickly, the eye inside understand things more clearly, I begin to relate to things in a different way, and that's what I would call prime time. Now Chazal set up that the particular Haftorah that should be read, the part of Navi that should be read, is Sefer Yonah. And one should ask, why did Chazal specifically pick Sefer Yonah to be read then Mincha on Yom Kippur? 
And if you look in the Mishnah Bura, the Mishnah Bura brings down very clearly the reason why. And if you look in the Shartzian, he emphasizes as follows. The lesson that we're supposed to take from Yonah is as follows. Yonah tried to run away from Hashem, and yet he couldn't. Despite his effort, he was forced in that dog, in that fish, he was forced to dominate Hashem, and in the end he was forced to do the shlichus, to do the rotten Hashem, and explains the Mishabura that there's a lesson to us in that. And what's that lesson? He says, sometimes a person will understand why he's here, will grow, but will fall into a pattern of behavior. He'll do certain errors, get into a pattern of certain acts, he knows they're wrong, he knows that he should change, but what am I going to do? There's a hergil, there's a customness, it's become a habit, and I can't change. And even though he knows that he's going to die, and even though he knows that he's going to have to answer for that, he can't change from this behavior, and he gives up, and he says, well, that's who I am, that's the way it is, and he accepts it. <clears throat> Explains the Mishabruah that actually, Mafter Yonah is speaking to that specific person and telling us a tremendous yesod. And that yesod is, whether you like it or not, you're going to do tshuva. And the Shartzin explains what he means. He says, because if you don't get it right the first time around, you will come back a second time. You will come back as a Gilgal, you'll come back a second time, specifically so that you could do tshuva for those areas that you didn't fix the first time. Just like Yonah didn't really have a choice. Oh, granted, in the end he could have resisted Hashem, but Hashem, so to speak, set him up for the second time so that he should actually do what he was supposed to. The message to us is that if you don't get it right the first time, you're going to come back a second time, and you're going to go through the whole process. The birth, the pain, the new life, going through the Chibuka Kever, dying again, going through the whole process a second time. The message we're supposed to learn is, get it right the first time, do tshuva so that you don't have to come back a second time. And even though this concept of Gilgal is something we don't always focus on, and the Vilna explains that actually Sefer Yonah is a mushal. The girl explains that Sefer Yonah really is a mushal to exactly this concept. That the entire Sefer, and he goes through Pusuk by Pusuk explaining how each part is a mushal to the fact that if you don't get it right the first time, you're going to come back a second time, and that second time is going to be your opportunity to clean up the things that you didn't do right. And the girl explains to us that this is a very, very significant concept, and it helps us understand many situations. You'll note that some people have a good life, and some people have a very, very difficult life. And many times in my own little causings in this thing what we call life, I've noticed situations that are difficult to understand. You'll have a woman, a fine woman, from good, put-together woman, who's married to a guy who, excuse my expression, just doesn't have it together. He can't earn a living, can't take care of his obligations, and you look at it and you say, what's pshat? And when you dig in a little bit more, you realize he has certain issues. You'll call it ADHD, you'll call it organizational skills, but he really literally cannot get it together. He would like to hold down a job, he would like to be a responsible father and husband, but he doesn't have the capacity. And the question you ask is, what's pshat? Why was he given that lot in life? And as significantly, why was she given that lot in life? Not only does she have to be the mother, not only does she have to be the bread earner, she has to be the one to run the entire family and take care of him as another child. And explains the Gra that many times you'll see life situations that are difficult 
no one understand that that most likely is a Gilgal, a situation where the second time you have to go through a difficult situation, a difficult life setting, roa, mazel, a bad mazel, specifically because that's what you need to be misaking that area. You need to improve that area that you were put in. And the gra really is fundamental in understanding many, many situations in life. While we spend a lot of time trying to understand why Hashem does things, there are certain situations that you only understand when you're able to really step back and view life from a different dimension. When you see a six-month-old baby who dies, you cannot tell me that the death of the baby was good for it. It didn't learn Musa from it. It didn't change its perspective on life. When a five-year-old contracts leukemia and is nifter, passes away within a short time, it didn't have enough das, the child didn't have enough knowledge and understanding to perfect itself. When you understand this concept of Gilgul, you understand those situations. That child had been here before, needed an extra little, whatever it might be, and had to be put back the second time. And it explains the girl, when you see people have difficult lives in whatever which way, no one understands that the reason why is because this is the second time, this is the Gilgal, and they're here to fix up the areas that they didn't fix up the first time around. And the girl helps us even further by explaining that how can you tell what you were put back here for? How do you know what it is that you're supposed to work on and supposed to perfect? He says, all you have to do is look at those areas that you're failing in most. Find those areas that you keep failing in, that you keep falling down, that you keep messing up. That is why you were put back. And he says, additionally, even if you're not failing in it, those areas that you have a tremendous desire for, whether it be one person has a kas, he has a temper, a fierce temper. He didn't choose it. He didn't wake up in the morning and say, Hashem, I wish you would give me a fierce temper. But that's his nature. One person is very, very jealous. That's just the way he is. Every time someone gets something, he needs it. Again, he didn't choose his nature. He didn't ask Hashem for it. But that is his nature. Another person has an issue with taiva, tremendous desires, needs, appetites. When you find that area that you're particularly weak in, that is the area that you will put back to work on, and that's the area you're supposed to focus on. And again, this concept, well, we often don't think about it, we often don't focus on it, seems to be very accepted, and seems to be a major part of understanding much of life. There's an interesting Sefer Achinuch, which again focuses on this very point. He explains the mitzvah of Yibam. Ruvain married a woman, and he died without children. There's a mitzvah for Ruvain's brother Shimon to marry the now the woman who used to be Ruvain's wife. But not only is he supposed to marry her, the reason why Shimon's supposed to marry that woman is Lahokim Shem Laochiv, to bring a name to his brother. Now, when you read the Psukim, it's difficult to understand the mitzvah of Yibam. Ruvain's dead. If Shimon has a child, it's not going to be Ruvain's child, it's Shimon's child. What do you mean? to give a name to his brother, explains the Sefer Achinuch that the Mitzvah Yibam is actually a situation where Ruvain is going to return. Ruvain who died, when Shimon now marries his wife, that nesh- the Neshama of Ruvain is going to be put back. He's going to be put back into the body of that baby. And in fact, the Sefer Achinuch says that it's a very wise idea that Shimon, now the father of that baby, should explain to that young child when it grows up what areas it failed in when it was here as Ruvain, 
so that it can now be misaki in those areas. Now again, we don't often focus on this, but this concept is fundamental to understanding life. You see, the biggest mistake that we human beings make, and the single greatest life-changing concept, is that I am not the body. We always get caught up in this world. We always have the sense that I'm here forever. My body is me. You punched me when you, when you punched my arm. You hurt me when you hurt my body. And the single cognition that I am not the body, I'm the guy inside. I'm the one inside. I'm the one who tells the arms and legs to move. I'm the one who ultimately am going to leave this body. That concept is fundamental to understanding all of life. The concept of Gilgul really is just a second stage. I was put into a body, and I did whatever I did, I didn't perfect myself, now I'm put a second time. But the basic concept that we need to focus on, that we need to understand, is exactly this Yisod, an understanding that I'm the one inside, every opportunity that I'm faced with in life is an opportunity to shape myself, mold myself for eternity. I will be what I shape myself into, and the specific lesson that the Mishnabura and again the Gros says that we should be taking from Yonah is the fact that that's a Gilgul situation. Oftentimes that will be us. And to know that Hashem is going to put us back. Don't get locked into your patterns of behavior. Don't say, listen, I've been doing this for years, so that's why I am. If you're not going to work on it now, you're going to have to come back another time and work on it. It's far wiser to use the system that Hashem gave us, the system of tshuva, to clean up now, use whatever tools Hashem gave us, and finish our job the first time around because it's far better to finish the first time around and not have to come back a second time. It's far, obviously, easier. It doesn't require that whole extra effort, and it's far more likely that you'll actually reach your level of perfection. So we're going to use that just as a sort of overview in introducing the the Sefer Yonah, but when we actually go through the Psukim, when we actually go through the Sefer Yonah, we'll dig in a little bit more in terms of what the Navi itself is saying, but again, as an overview sense, we should view it as, as a lesson to teach us what we should focus on, the concept of understanding life settings, the concept of understanding that a person was put into a particular setting for a particular reason, that each of your weaknesses is keyed and specific so you can grow, and that everything that Hashem does ultimately makes sense. In just a moment, we're going to begin the actual psukim. We'll start with the first parak and we'll go through the actual Novi Pasuk by Pasuk.